tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Yes. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We got Gavin McGinnis and Josh Denny on. It's a fun show. We go hard in the paint uh, because we had to switch our times because Gavin could only do earlier. Uh, Xavier didn't join us today, uh, but joining me, joining us always is the man, the myth, the legend, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. What's happening, dude? Big. I, I love Gavin McGinnis, so this is a big one for me. I, you know, I learned a lot from him watching that thing. And uh, Watching what, what, what thing? Well, just talking to him. Sometimes I think I censor myself too much. Do you think I censor myself too much? Or am I, well, or am you, I just yeah. in a different lane? Maybe that. Maybe that. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that you do censor yourself i know you do but i don't know if you do it too much I, he's I great dude he's great he doesn't though i can tell you that he's great if he, if he is i'd like to hear the shit that he's cutting out you know no, that's true that's yeah. true great show guys so i got a big announcement uh it's sad announcement i have to cancel new orleans uh it does suck uh it sucks because there's no flights all my flight into new orleans that i was leaving on tonight got canceled it's funny because when I was in my debacle a couple of weeks back, it, a lot of the people in the airport were trying to get New Orleans that were trapped there. It must be some of the flights into there. That well, because there's only two flights on what I was at. Were you doing American? Yeah, American. Yeah, out of Charlotte. I was taking American. Yeah. So there's two flights. They could either go out of Dallas or they go out of Charlotte. Yeah, that was where I was. And there's no flights out of Charlotte. Now, if I could go try to go to Dallas and hope to get in New Orleans, but I'm not guaranteed to be there. By time, by, by the time risk, of the show, yeah. and it was just going to cost me more money. And I, you know, we had gotten to the point where we sold half the tickets in the room, right? So it's not numbers to me because, I mean, if anything, I break even, I get a night in uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah. So, and I really wanted to go hang out there. So we are going to postpone it, which means I'm coming back. Uh, but I had to cancel. Back again. I had to cancel. Uh, I had to cancel the gig, but, uh, Nashville and Jefferson, Georgia are still on. So we are coming to rock. That's it. So I have a whole bunch of other shows that are going as well. So, uh, real quick, hold on. Let me give you those dates. We got Nashville on February 25th, uh, Jefferson, Georgia on the 26th. We've got Simi Valley on March second. Yeah, uh, we've got Marietta, Marietta on the ninth, on the third. Laguna Niguel on the ninth. Biz Bisbee Arizona on the tw- March twenty fifth. Oh, these are all March dates. March twenty sixth, Tucson uh, Arizona. 20- oh yeah, okay. 
March 26th. Then I got Costa Mesa coming, Virginia, Frettensburg, Baltimore, Lancaster in April, and then Michigan. And then I just got offered a fat tour of Ohio that should be happening in June. Ohio, nice. Yeah, so it's like three dates and three shows, three cities, three dates. Which is what I prefer now, because I may I, I'm able to make more money that way. What What do you mean? What do you What? Do, so, like instead of doing a weekend in a club in one night, I'm doing three different cities. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, which yeah. is what I prefer. So, uh, yeah, we're doing it. We're bringing the heat. We're dropping the hammer. It's gonna be a lot of fun. If you want to go see me live, just go to samtriplee.com. Again, all of my premium content is re- available at rockfin.com. For ten dollars, you get everybody's. You get everybody's content, not just mine, not just Johnny's, not just Xavier's, everybody, Jimmy Dore, uh, Abby Martin, um, who everybody else is on there. I got. Yeah, we got Broken Sim. You can get the early look at that. It's also unedited. Zero. There's going to be a lot of extra video content this week in Broken Sim because we had to cut out some copyrighted stuff that won't make it to it's YouTube. offensive and rude. Uh, uh, we got tinfoil there. We got tinfoil. We got conspiracy social club. We just dropped the live show on that. We got conspiracy social club. We got um, broken sim. We have uh, the the grace of all time and anything else. I think that's it, dude. Those are there. I have a lot of free shows for you. I know you hear this all the time, but please check them out. I had two shows in the top two hundred of comedy. I saw that. That's crazy, dude. When you like, you're always saying, you know, when you think about how many people are actually trying to put a show out there. I'm gonna get two. a third one. That's my goal three, and I want Broken Sim to get up there. I think That's- we can. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like 50 the first couple of weeks when we first came out when we were adding subs. You know. Yeah, yeah. So Broken Sim, you can see Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, Zero, old episodes of Zero, old episodes of Conspiracy Social Club, and Union of the Wanted just dropped a fucking killer episode. Unfortunately, I couldn't be a part of it, but everybody keeps telling me how great it is. And uh, yeah, so uh, go to samtribly.com. T-shirts, Tim Fall Hat, T-shirts.com. Or you go to samtribute.com, click two banners. You can Tim Fall Hat t-shirts banner or Conspiracy Social Club banner. And uh, that's about it. Anything else, Johnny? Ah, no. Let's, let's get into this episode. This is a good one. Yeah, enjoy. Get my Guinness and my good friend, Josh Denny. Enjoy the show. Go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. All right, man, let's get into it. Super excited to uh, have this, you know, podcast happen. We've been uh, wanting to do it, and here it is. Manifesting energy in the world uh, across the table to me. Uh, he, he is so excited. He said, he's one of my good friends. He almost couldn't make it because he ordered food. He said, I can't make it. Food's coming. Jeez. Yeah, groceries. Like, let's make it sound like I had like a like, party dude, sub on the way. No, no disrespect, bro, but it's like you should go to the, the grocery store. Get a little, get some movement going. It's not about that. They have stuff online that I can't get at my store. <laughs> Josh Denny here. Josh, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, Gavin has the best story about me being fat. I broke a toilet seat the first night I ever spent in his house. (laughs) And join us via the power of telecommunication. I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, I can't wait uh, to do this episode. So, Gavin McGinnis, how are you, brother? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Gavin. I love all your stuff that you do. I've been, you know, I don't really watch any television. In the morning, I'll turn on some YouTube and uh, your clips or something I watch. And my girl watches MSNBC all the time. 
and I had it on and she was watching you and she goes, this motherfucker's really funny. And it's like, so it was like cool to finally have you on. I told her that you're coming on the show. And so you reach it across the aisle, brother. Wonderful. Yeah. And Coulter watches MSNBC all the time. And I went on this retreat with her and I had not watched MSNBC in years. And it was just on a, on 24 hours a day in the, in one of the rooms in the downstairs. And Man, that network is off into clown world la la land. They call the Central Park Five the Exonerated Five. <laughs> They're rebranding everything. By the way, Ann Coulter, can you believe she fucked Jimmy JJ Walker? If you had to guess in a million years, who's who's having sex with Ann Coulter? It's JJ Dynamite Walker ever th- coming on that list? Do you think she just People looked at him and was her. like, I've She's- always I've always wanted to fuck a chocolate uh, me? Yeah. They have the exact same face <laughs> i never even thought of that dude that is interesting yeah. she's funny she loves comedy she goes to comedy clubs and hides in the back people don't understand who ann coulter is she's a an old school fun loving hilarious new yorker i'm in dude and i would love to watch her fuck jj walker too <laughs> i have zero problems with that i would love to sit there and watch those two go at it in another room through a window because the smells, would, I don't think I could take it. But oh, outside because of, of JJ. Yeah, because it's been, of JJ. Hard, been some hard years. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but you think she smells great? Probably, Absolutely, right? She takes yeah. care of herself. Yeah, well, she's got that book money. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think any girl or woman who's written a book has a stinky pussy. Yeah. I think that's part of the, it's part of a, a literary advance, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lost him. We lost him. Or he's on mute. Are you on mute? Leave it. Oh, there, we there we go. We're back. One more time. Go on. Sorry. Let's let's not disparage the lovely Ann Coulter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're st- no, we started off. We're making fun of your friends. My apologies, Gavin. Uh, crazy times we're in right now. I mean, just what is up is really down, right? And I think that's done purposefully to get us to not to know if we're coming or we're going right now. And it's like. I mean, everything that we talk about on our show seems to be coming true right now, but I wonder if it even matters anymore. If it, it, what we talk about even can do a dent to any of these people whose their whole identity is, is, is based in that they're conformist and they're, they're just going to follow the leader. Well, I think what happened is the media separated themselves from everyone else. They're on a little boat a little paddle boat and they kept going and going and they didn't realize that they're not in a lake, they're in an ocean and they just left us. So when they were saying, you know, proud boys are racist and they they were pretty close to shore, not saying proud boys are racist, but you know what I mean? And then they went farther with January 6th and they said, this was an insurrection. They're trying to destroy America. And people are like, I don't know about you. And then they just pushed off way off. You could barely see them on the horizon. And they said, the truckers are all Nazis. They're waving swastika flags and honk honk means hell Hitler. And then I think the normies and everyone in it, the rest of us sort of went, bye, bye, <laughs> now they're gone. And I think the bouncy castles that the truckers brought showed all the mainstream, normal Midwestern Americans that the media has been lying to you about everyone, about Rogan, about, about everyone for the past 10 years, especially the past five years. And now the press has sort of lost their audience. And that's good news because America, I think, is getting sane again. 
Don't you think that they're almost like laundering everybody's image though a little bit too? It's like they they it's almost you have to almost wonder, are they gonna get it so wrong that it's actually gonna make folk heroes out of the early cancel victims like you and Alex and you know, even people like Milo, it's like, at, at what point does everyone then come back around and go, well, let's see what these guys are really about now that we know that they're lying about everything. That's why I'm on this show right now. I mean, why did Sam contact me? Because the, the lies are getting are getting exposed. I did a podcast in Nashville yesterday. I, I mean, I'm doing like a few a week because they've gone back and went, maybe Milo wasn't so evil. Maybe Alex Jones wasn't so nuts. You know, all, all of these things that these evil monsters said, have become true. And then they're also realizing, oh, maybe people were fucking around and having a good time yeah. and weren't <laughs> cloaking their hatred in comedy like a Trojan horse. Maybe they were just having fun. The Edward is so interesting because <laughs> it, it's just... Can I be on a podcast where we don't pivot to this in well, the first No, time? I just want to get into it because like, <laughs> we kidding. have like Joe Rowe. I mean, we have a woman who's our vice president who literally hid evidence... To, to keep somebody on death row, a black man on death row. And then we have people running around with this compilation of Joe Rogan saying all these words. And no, mostly one. People are asking, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, one word. Uh, and acting like it's a new 9-11. And it's just like we're getting to the point because the narrative is being pushed by rich white children. It's what Malcolm X and the Unabomber all talked about, about how the rich white liberal is the most dangerous animal out there. And these people are born into the best hospitals behind gated communities going to private schools private ivy league schools getting interns at the best jobs there's no real life experience so when they say like words of violence it's literally violence to them they are the words hurt to them because you can because they there's nothing else that can touch them so you've got right, these yeah, people yeah. right they uh you gotta look up who founded the NAACP. It's these rich white aristocrats with ascots and pearls and white gloves on. And <laughs> since, you know, the beginning of American culture, we, it's always been an aristocratic pursuit to want to uh, uh, help the poor Negro and right. call everyone racist. They roll it's the R when they say it. Hangs out with black people and lives in the real world. It's just a, it's like a game to them, like shuffleboard or, or uh, monopoly. And they, they play it with fervor because there's no ramification. But the, what we're doing now is we're saying, yeah, that's done. If everything is racist, nothing's racist. And Steve Bannon said, when you're called racist, you should wear it with a, as a badge of pride. Or Nick Fuentes says, I'm the coolest racist there is. These guys aren't literally conceding that they don't like black people. What they're saying is that word's done. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever. I'm the boogeyman. I'm literally Hitler. Have fun. When you look at this picture of the NAACP founders, it's literally what you said. It's like five like generationally Illuminati white people. And then I'm pretty sure Ida Wells was actually the server at their sit down. <laughs> if you look at her face, look at her face. She's just like, and I'm the waitress. Yeah. Uh, why do I have to be here? <laughs> what do you mean? I got to do two shifts. Yeah. Right? I, Ida, if you could take notes and keep the coffee fresh, that would be fantastic. I, I uh, we're working on freeing y'all. I totally agree with that. It's like <laughs> un unbelievable. And when you get into like, you know, 
what Vice became and what BuzzFeed is. It's just rich white kids trying to convince everybody that poor white kids are the problem. And you have like, like at the end of the day, if you have pronouns, you're basically telling me your life has been really easy so far, right? Go down to like any homeless encampment and ask them what their pronouns are. They like nobody gives a shit about pronouns on crack alley, right? It's it's a very much a white privilege thing to have fucking pronouns. No one gives a shit about pronouns anywhere. Like (laughs) none of these people have been outside their home. Do you know how few people give a shit if you tell them that to use they, them it's a, it's a fraction of 1% of the population. It's probably in the hundreds in a country of 331 million. So I think what we did at the beginning was we said, all right, what's going on? You're gay or you're a different kind of gay. What's happening? And they go, actually, it's really complicated. It changes by the minute. And we go, uh, okay, so uh, what do you mean it changes by the minute? Well, now I'm the, the and you go, you know what? Fuck off. Uh, Trump did that when he, with the anchor baby. They said, uh, excuse me, can you stop saying anchor baby is so offensive? And he says to the journalist, well, what do you want me to say? And he goes, can you say, and the guy hadn't thought of anything. So can you say the American citizens uh, born of undocumented workers? And Trump goes, what? I'm not saying that. It takes too long. I'll say anchor baby. Anyway. <laughs> too many syllables, man. Yeah. It's too, many too many African-American. BIPOC. They have to make acronyms oh, out of their stupid terms because they get so long. They're all acronyms now. They overdid it with the, the black and indigenous people of color. And I think the majority of Americans, let's say 80%, have just said, you know what? You can have your your cities. I'm done with you. I'm done with New York, LA, all of this stuff. We're having a divorce and 80% are saying, go fuck yourself to the 20%. Unfortunately, the 20% is in the White House. They're overrepresented in media, in academia, in you know the, the administration, in judges, in the justice system. So they hold the power, this shrill minority, but uh, everyone hates them. <laughs> <laughs> For 50 years, American Home Shield has protected household budgets from the unexpected, like a dryer that won't dry or an AC that's lost its cool. In fact, they help cover the cost to repair or replace parts for more than 20 home systems and appliances when they wear out, no matter how old they are. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. American Home Shield members get more. More coverage options and fewer exclusions. From HVAC systems and plumbing to kitchen appliances, their plans help protect the parts of, like we said, more than 20 essential home systems and appliances. Electronics coverage is available also for an unlimited number of eligible items like smartwatches, flat-screen TVs, and more. Roof leak repair coverage. They got that too. They also have pool and spa coverage. The list goes on. I know in our house, we've had the heating and air system fail a a bunch of times over like the past 10 years. And if we had had American Home Shield, something I didn't even know was an option, we would have saved a ton of money. Keep your home up and running and budget on track with American Home Shield. Right now, tinfoil hat listeners can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash tinfoil now to save $50. That's ahs.com slash tinfoil for $50 off any plan. Again, service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. American Home Shield. 
Be sure with the shield. You guys have both lived way cooler, harder lives than me, and I've had a urethral swab. So I know both of you have had a urethral swab, probably, right? Oh, that sounds just well, awful. And, and That's how they used to check for STDs yeah, in the early 90s. Yeah, so when I had prostatitis, my doctor thought I had chlamydia, and I was like, well, that's impossible. I'd have to be having sex for that to happen, and I've been in a relationship for 10 years. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was the most god-awful pain I've ever experienced in my life was having something shoved down my pee hole. Yeah, it's so, if so you took dark. my dick and then cut it off, I don't think that I'd ever give a fuck how you addressed me in the street. If you were like, madam, and I'd be like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The I don't know if you know this, but I still feel like Vietnam guys come back and like, I still feel my legs. Could you imagine having phantom <laughs> dick pains and being like, excuse me, it's ma'am. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, they get phantom nipples too when they get this top surgery. They their nipples are constantly being pinched really hard, even though their nipples are gone. Yeah, yeah, it's like ridiculous. Well, dude, no, they also the 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 vaginas that they fashion uh, air quotes over here. They they have to be constantly inserting a stint. Yeah, into they that, gotta have like a plug just, in there. It just heals up. It closes because nature oh. doesn't want you to have a hole there when dude, you're a that, guy. That, that operation is so macabre and disturbing that if I ever met a surgeon who does sex changes, I mean, female to male is a whole other kettle of fish, but male to female, especially, I would be really uncomfortable around that dude. Yeah, I'd be like, like I couldn't, yeah. couldn't, with couldn't, you, couldn't you just be an abortionist, you sick son of a bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do something healthy like murder a baby, you weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Puck in this thing, then they pull out these bat oh. wings, then they pour oh. this, and then they pull that out. Like it is, it's Jack the Ripper shit. That person needs to be psychiatrically examined. And that's a big thing with this whole narrative. It's like we have so many people on the far, far, far left, the super progressive left, <laughs> right. that is like telling us how to live our lives, why they're fully medicated, multiple medications <laughs> to numb out how miserable they are in their fucking lives, man. It's like, if you're going to tell me how to live my life, I need to list the medications you're on before I hear how I should be living this wonderful life to walk on water, right? Yeah. If you're on like That's three or four true. of these things. That's true of comedians too, dude. Yeah. How many people are sitting on stage now? They're telling us how to live our lives, everything that's wrong with America. They're single. They're on meds. They're either brutal alcoholics or in AA because they'll murder someone if they get drunk again. Uh, they have no kids and no future of a family. They're deeply mentally disturbed, powerfully suicidal. If they haven't killed themselves yet, they're thinking about it. And here we are going, tell me more. Tell me how to live my life, you stand-up comedian loser <laughs> right i mean we all yeah for sure and that's a big problem with la right now is like there's nobody provocative it's all the same thing i know exactly who you are as you're walking up and you're making comments on things that i don't think you're qualified to make you know that when liz treger went on msnbc and was telling bernie sanders that she he should learn to dress i'm like you look like a fucking sack of potatoes lady yeah. like what are we yeah. fucking she, talking she about she looks like me if i transitioned yeah like like she's <laughs> like i don't know i just hope she's on the spectrum to explain her behavior because that, there's you're like, so many oh, of these these spinster bitches, too, they're not just like shitty and boring and not capable of telling you how to improve your life, but they're trying to sabotage your life out of revenge. Like Chelsea Handler sits there and, and for, for her show, she does this commercial where she says, I'm having Thai food tonight because I can order whatever I want because I don't have to ask a man what I can have for dinner. And you're like, bitch, if my wife said we're getting Thai, I'd go, what? Oh, OK. 
You, you don't say no, no tie for you. Make me a lasagna. Coming talking about how great it is to be a whore and how you don't need a man. And Sarah Silverman talking about how boring it is to have kids and how, you know, divorce is okay. And then you have, who's that other one, Ryan? The chick who always says, I like being single. I'm glad I got divorced. People always talk about oh, kids. I don't Jen Kirkman, I think is who you're talking oh, about. She's yes, the Jen, worst. And it's like, lady, stop. It's like someone screaming they're not gay 24 hours a day. Just go suck a dick. You, you clearly hate being childless and you're trying to wreck our lives. That's what pisses me off about them. They're trying to wreck they're trying to sabotage the American family in the name of comedy, but it's really just about revenge. Older females really want everybody to join in their misery. They completely yeah. and utterly lie to younger women about how they should live their life. You know, when comics come up to me and ask me like, Hey, give me some tips in comedy. I go, here's what I did. And you know, my results and here's what my really successful friends did. Yeah. Pick and choose what you want to do. You know, young, uh, old feminists are like toe the line, toe the line as they go home to a thousand cats and box wine. And they just stare at the <laughs> phone, hoping somebody calls them. Well, right. That's, that's what I think is kind of interesting. You're almost starting to see it now with younger female comics who are having a lot of success. Like I was watching Taylor Tomlinson's podcast earlier and she's talking about like you know she's she's like i gotta think about where i'm gonna raise my children and and what i'm gonna do she just moved to new york to be with sam and and so it's like uh you're starting that's to a funny couple oh yeah taylor and sam Morrow. Oh, yeah. yeah but it's like this thing where she's talking about doing this stuff and all of like her mentors like whitney and nikki glazer and all these people are like oh don't have kids you'll fucking ruin your career you'll do this and everything else and she was just like fuck you i'm leaving town like I'm going to I'm going to have a family, I'm going to have children, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to be successful. I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy to me is that like you look at a guy like Bert who goes on the road and has two kids, talks about his family, it's a big part of his act. Where's the female counterpart to that? It's like South Park made fun of the my pussy, my vagina, yeah, like that being all that sex. women talk about and yet you know, we haven't seen any female comedian go out there and do that. The closest thing you have what is it? Ali Wong, who just did an hour. Say, yeah, Ali Wong seems very happy to be married. She's happy yeah. to be pregnant. She just She's did an hour special about wanting to cheat on her husband. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the last special hey, spoiler alert. Blazer is, uh, I don't put her in that same category of I'm glad I don't have kids. She seems to be like, I'm sad I'm alone. Oh, yeah. I'm staying at my parents' house. Yeah. And and I, I watched her last special, or I can't remember if it was just a, a bit on some other big show, but she's like, yeah, you know, guys like to face fuck me. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to do anything. And everyone's laughing and clapping. And I'm sitting there because I've known her for about 10 years, or I, I, I should say I knew her well 10 years ago. And I'm just like, I feel like she's my daughter and I'm just seeing my daughter up there talking about getting skull fucked and sort of spacing out mentally. And I'm just like, what, what is this like a rape class? Are we learning about therapy from someone who was sexually assaulted? It's fucking depressing. Well, I, you it's know, I, I've known her, I've known her for like eight years and I did, she had a show on comedy central called not safe. Yeah. And, which by the way, you know, the store, like Nikki Glazer's great. I had sold a show called The Naughty Show, and they came up to me and they go, "Oh, we love the show. We uh, we just don't like uh, we don't like you." Yeah, and then it be it rolled <laughs> it, in. It rolled Jesus into Christ. that show. Yeah, it rolled into that. Yeah. So so anyway, they did a thing. This was like 2013 or 2014, and she was like looking for comedians that were Uber drivers who had stories. And I went on her show and drove her around and we had cameras in the car and everything. And I told her story about a time I took a retarded kid to see a prostitute at four in the morning. And Who the, hasn't? Of, of course. 
<laughs> I mean, that's why you get that's in the game, baby. Story. Oh, it was such a great story. Everyone loved it. Like they were following the, the crew's following us in a van. We have monitors in. You can hear everybody dying at the story. Uh, but anyway, really great, really funny thing. And I feel like she's just one of these people that's like she has the talent and she's super funny. She's a better writer than all these other chicks. She's just like lost. It's like you're in the business. You're influenced enough by managers and agents. And she's one of those girls I know that her manager and agent is go is going, you got to figure out how to do what Whitney did. You got to figure out how to do what what uh, Amy did. You got to figure out how to do. And it's like, no, Nikki, just fucking be Nikki. And tell everybody else to fuck off, and eventually you will build your own I unique thing. I think Nikki thing. is one of the hardest workers out there. She I is. mean, she deserves everything she's got. The the my only problem with her is like when I listen to like an hour of phone sex from her. Yeah. I don't believe she did any of that. Yeah. There's no part of me. But goes, don't you feel like? Oh that's- yeah, she's getting skull fucked. I just. I, you know, and she just doesn't have that vibe of somebody who's just a super freak. So here's, I, when female comics go through these phases, right? When they're like, just start comedy at 22, 23. They're just fucking everybody in the scene. They're just slinging pussy. They're loving life. <laughs> they're doing a set. And then they get blow bang everybody who was at the show. And then they get about 28 years yeah. old, 28 to about 34, 35 Everything's a microaggression of sexual uh, uh, fucking uh, degrading, right? Uh, you know, they're they're a sex object. They're not getting treated with any kind of respect. Oh, this open micer that nobody's ever talked about. They ran an open mic that nobody even remembers. Asked me to suck their dick for stage time and all that stuff. Uh, and then they get to about 34. And then everything becomes softcore porn. It's like this weird <laughs> angle where, oh, can you see my 35-year-old nipple? This still turns you on because it's like the cycle of life, right? It's like you're not meant to be banging with 22-year-old girls. Yeah. You're meant to have gone to a different time, a different place in your life, whether it's kids or whatever it is. You're not meant to be the one everybody's trying to give dick downs to. And it like freaks them out that they're losing their value what they perceive as their value in society which is reality which in reality is they're just becoming like everybody else right they're losing their superpowers yeah like if you're backstage at a concert man and you just invite there because everyone wants gets down your pants you think everybody gets invited backstage to a, a rap concert right if i'm backstage at a rap concert i have to be able to rap to yeah. be actually in the fucking concert <laughs> yeah Right? You're just getting all these things. And it's or, slowly- or, Sam, know your way around a contract. You could also be in the backstage oh, with okay, that. That's true. Yeah. I could be a manager or yeah. something. Isn't yeah. it funny he- how these women are like, it's because of sexism we're not invited to comedy. We're just as funny as men. And you go, okay, come on in. And then what do they do when they're in? Want to see my tits? Uh, let's talk about my cunt. Uh, I got fucked. Uh, no jobs. Uh, this guy tried to, and then it, it evolves into this guy tried to rape me. He's evil. Uh, why do, am I always getting raped? And then, it, it, as you say, it evolves into, I'm glad I didn't have kids. I, I like having tons of boyfriends. I'm a colostomy bag for everyone's cum. They call me four in the morning. And you're like, so all your shit is sex jokes or relationship or your tits or your vagina? Like, that's like a black, that's like 100% of black comics doing 100 Hundred percent race comedy, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, like come on, ladies, we need some more stuff. And the truth is, they're inadvertently proving that they're not meant to be there. If a, if a black guy is only doing race his entire career, he's clearly not funny, and he's pl- playing the race card. And these women, they they just are not meant to be there. And another thing they do too is they they'll fuck over someone and say this guy raped me in order to get 
points wow. and to be talked wow. about. I wow. believe that Kale Hartman had his career nuclear bombed because what's her name? Beth. What's her name again? Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling. She wanted to, to be, to have something to talk about. And, and she accused him of rape. A lot of other girls uh, got on board. They did it suddenly though. So he can't sue. Right. They just implied my ex-boyfriend. Next thing you know, Kale's living in the woods with no future and her Google results go spike through the roof and she's got a special and everyone's talking about her. But then of course it doesn't last because the person's not genuinely funny. So it's, it's really like women in comedy are like gremlins and exposing them to all these clubs without them having to pay their dues is like sunlight and water for these things. They've turned into fucking monsters. You know, it's so funny because there was this time where like all these women were putting out like all these posts like, Oh yeah, man, I was, I, I was going to do this show, and the guy said the only way he would book me is if I sucked his dick. And I was like, you know, there was this guy one time, he was booking the show, he told me I was never funny, and I was never going to play his room no matter what. And he didn't even offer me a chance to suck his dick. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't even put that on the fucking table. They go, hey, if you work my nuts, I'll fucking let you into this show. So it's like... Yeah, when I was a year into comedy, I auditioned for Def Jam. I had the best set of that. They thought they were going to tank me, put me at the end of the lineup behind a bunch of dudes named major to lieutenant of comedy and shit like that and put me dead last and i fucking murdered and bob sumner came up to me and goes you're not going to be on the last season of def jam you're white we're just not going to do that and i if he was like but if you suck my dick yeah you can open the season premiere i'd be like bring out the dicks homeboy yeah right i mean y'all fucking black see this is how you guys fuck yourselves you're too homophobic to think creatively like this not me and it's just like you know (laughs) it's like Boxing, professional sports, skateboarding, stand-up comedy, about f- 5% or less, maybe 3 three to 5% of the population is capable of these freak skills. Within that 5%, maybe 1% are women, and that's not boxing, and that's, that's comedy. So we're talking about a very specialized skill. And if there's one thing that meritocracy has to roam unfettered with it's these very rare skills if you start saying fat trannies need to be in the mlb even though they throw a fastball at 40 miles an hour you're gonna ruin the sport and they've ruined they've ruined comedy they're ruining sports right now we got that female fake female with the shoulders i'd kill to have who gets a bowler in the changing room he was the number 465th ranked uh, swimmer in, in college sports. He's the number one female swimmer in the country right now because he's a fucking dude. So you just ruin female sports, ruining comedy, you're ruining everything. And I think Gen Z is, is seeing this and they're going, hey, you keep ruining everything. So I'm going to be more what you call right wing, but I just call fun. You know, I have no respect for all the parents of these female swimmers at Penn. Like your daughters don't want to say anything because they don't want to be seen as homophobic. You're a fucking grown up. They'll get kicked out of school. Yeah, you should go and take those fucking arrows for your daughters who are getting annihilated by this fucking dude who is a chicken shit. He, he thinks he's Jackie syndrome. Robinson. They're willing, they're willing to have their kids suffer. They'll they'll throw they'll sacrifice their kids to the woke gods, throw them in the volcano in order to, to get some virtue signaling points. It's it's sick and wrong. You should be standing up for them. And then part of me just sort of goes, Good. You made your bed lying at dummies. It's oh, yeah. the same with Jews 
who, who criticize Israel and, and are anti-Israel. You're willing to flush your homeland down the toilet in order to score political points. And when you see people doing that, throwing their own under the bus, you go, oh, okay, you're a Bolshevik who only cares about winning. Everything else be damned, including your own kin. Well, then fuck you, because you're a, you know, who, like, no one does that. If you go up to a baby bear. Like Anna Kasparison on the Young Turks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anna Kasparison. That's Bar- a yeah, cunt, yeah. if there's ever been a cunt. <laughs> who, who lets you shit on their brethren? Not any mammals. I don't know about lizards. I doubt it. If you touch a baby snake, I bet the mama snake shows up. But, like, insects don't really care. You can kill a cockroach's babies, and it just sort of wanders <laughs> away. So these people are at insect level. Yeah, cockroaches are like Nick Cannon. It's like, I got... 27 more babies. Kill as many as you want. I'll out-fuck you. <laughs> I caught one once on a, on a glue pad. One of Nick and, Cannon's yeah, babies or a cockroach? <laughs> a cockroach. And then it had so many babies that they all died in the pad. And then she had another litter, and that walked over oh, the God. cadavers of their brothers and sisters. Then they all died. And eventually there was enough dead babies for, like, the fourth litter to escape. Yeah, that's and, who their group is. That's who your your peers are when you let men into female sports. Yeah, we talked. This is what you and I were talking about earlier, Gavin, about like when people make public apologies, like Joe Rogan. It's like they think they're gonna they're gonna let up, and it's like that scene in a movie no. like Braveheart where they're like, "All right, you can have me, but just let my kids go." And they go, "Deal." And then they cut the throats of all of his family in front of him, and it's like, "You stupid motherfucker! You were never gonna make it." I out agree of on that. I think Joe Rogan's been a, and I love Joe Rogan. He's done a lot for me. I feel like he is. Um, um, he has uh, he's played the game really well of life, and that's like, everything's about the game. I I understand. I, I you know his daughter is black, and I'm sure he feels bad about that. And so what do we do? We get there and like we actually feel bad for a situation. We want to make amends, but at the end of the day, they don't take that as an amends. They Wait, take Joe it Rogan's as blood. Black? Wa- yeah, yeah, he has an adopted daughter. Yeah. Oh. No, 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 not an adopted daughter. His yeah. his wife. That's Jessica's. Uh, yeah, so it's his stepdaughter. Yeah, stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah, stepdaughter. Yeah, uh, yeah. So she, she, and you'll did. never, you'll never hear that. But he doesn't on, talk on about. Me. And yeah. you know how many kids right. Rogan has? I don't, I'm. He's a good friend yeah. of mine for good years. Enough, yeah. I couldn't tell you the exact number of kids. He's very, very, very controlled with and, that. And listen, smart. like she's trying to have a career in music now, and it's like. So any of us, if our daughter came to us and was like, listen, dad, I know your principles as a comedian, but like you're, you're making my, my whole life hard. Like yeah. I'm never going to be able to break into yeah. the business if, yeah. if you don't address this. And we would all just go, yeah, my kid's happiness is more important than my principles as right. a so, comic I mean, on or a whatever. level, he is, uh, you know, he's a human being. He's like, yeah. we got two things working here. We got this movement that's going on where we're pushing against this cancel culture. And then we got a dude who has a daughter and he, he probably feels fucking bad. So yeah. it's like, but you're right. Right. When you make that apology, you end up. It's like why when I called Tony Hinchcliffe, I'm like, no matter what you do, dude, you don't. never fucking apologize. That's what you, call, you called me the day my thing happened. You were like, don't don't back down, bro. Dude, you don't because yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not no, about just want more. Yeah. Remember Brett Ratner? He said rehearsals are for fags when he was yeah. being asked about that movie. Uh, uh, what's it called with Eddie Murphy where they robbed the Alan Alda? Faulty towers. Oh, uh, it was a uh, the Tower bank heist? heist. Tower heist. Yeah. So he gets. It's like 11 p.m. They've been doing Q and A's for days, and someone goes, "Did you have them rehearse?" And he goes, "Rehearsals are for fags." Now, as a little side note, if you are a flaming homosexual and you're like, "Hey, you guys, what are you doing?" and you have to play a, a, like a Clint Eastwood type character in Grand Torino, you'd probably have to rehearse a lot more. 
to make hey yo go into like hey you that's a lot of work yeah so yeah. rehearsals are for fags <laughs> <laughs> I totally I agree with that, dude. Yeah. Sound the logic. Harder, the you logic more you gotta out. act, the more you gotta work on it. You're probably a fag. Yeah. And at gay the end of the like day, that dude, that Asian gay in a SNL, he sucks if he plays anything but an Asian gay. He <laughs> yeah, needs yeah. to rehearse more. Rehearsals are for fags. But anyway, that <laughs> just threw that out there as a joke. And I think Eddie Murphy is incapable of memorizing lines because he's so lazy. So uh, he was probably just trying to get away from that because Eddie Murphy just makes it up as he goes along. And uh, Brett Ratner apologized. They kicked him off. He was supposed to produce the Oscars or something. Eddie Murphy start, quit hosting it in, in uh, allegiance with him. This is about... 10 years ago now. And uh, he apologized, said, I'm so sorry. I'm learning. Now, the new thing is to say I'm being educated. And they yeah. go, okay, thanks for apologizing. Now go apologize to this group and that group. Dude, he went on a whole apology road tour, like yeah. a comedy tour, but apologizing. <laughs> they Like you don't give a vampire a little shot of blood and say, here, please leave me alone now. Yeah. They get addicted. They love the smell. Yeah, you used to nope. just have to go to Jesse Jackson, and now it's just this litany of people. You got to <laughs> yeah. kiss their ass before you can be I'll rehabilitated. Remember that dude? There was like a golfer who called his golf ball a faggot, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he said, "I'm going." And his golf ball was being a faggot, by the way. Yeah. It barely made it to the hole. Uh, <laughs> he Justin Thomas. That was Justin Thomas. This was a new take. I'd never seen this one before, but he goes, yes, I am a homophobe and I'm going to a rehab to a camp, a center for a month where I'm going to unlearn this horrible thing. What do you think and he's going like, to do there? Suck off dudes? Is that the only way you get back well, from that? Isn't it funny that they don't think that gays can go through conversion therapy to be straight, but they think they can make us not racist or homophobic? He might be a genius, How does that honestly. Because what can they say to that? You know, yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I suck. I'm a bad person. I'm going to fix it. But they're just like, conversion therapy's not real. You are who you are. And it's like, all right, well then I guess I can't be taught not to make racist jokes. It's super interesting, man. I, like, I just like, I go, what is equality, man? What is equality? Like, bad we keep idea. going, what is, hey man, we want equality. What Define that exactly what that is. Like that guy on Bill Maher all the time, that always over, that black professor that just. Oh, is, Cornell is it, West? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's great. The other guy that's super light skinned that uses a million oh, different words. Yeah, from, oh, and he fuck. sounds like Mark Damon Wayne's character. Yes, Mark Lamont Hill, I think is yeah, what he's about. Yeah. And just uses like all these words so you don't actually know what he's talking about. I wish someone would go, what is, what is the well, actual He definite? doesn't know what he's talking about sometimes. He just gets on these. He yeah, just gets these white, super so rich obnoxious. liberals to be like, oh, my God. I, just, I don't know what I said, but it sounds so, important. So, so this is the thing, Gavin, maybe you'll get in on this. So Tariq Nasheed hosts a Twitter spaces like every day. And, and his whole thing is like he doesn't even call them fa uh, African-American anymore. He calls them foundational black Americans. And and so his whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His whole space is just <laughs> explaining how black people actually invented everything. And so I want to create this massive troll mob where we go in and we actually go, we actually throw him ridiculous ones and watch him try to articulate how black people actually invented that. Like I would go on and be like, I actually heard that the Wright brothers like stole the idea for airplanes from black people. Like, can you elaborate on that? Oh. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, well, they, yeah. they, say, they say that though. <laughs> they say that we stole their ideas for airplanes and you go, okay, you can't steal an airplane idea. Go make one. Go make a, an airplane, a Wright Brothers airplane in Nairobi. Go bananas. Yeah. And, and the yeah. funny thing is, too, like, we didn't, we, we're not racial. We didn't do any of this until you said black people invented everything, white people suck. And you go, okay, 
I never thought of that, but I'll look it up. Then you start looking it up and you go, no, actually, uh, white people seem to have invented pretty much everything more than any other group. What are you talking about? And then they go, well, blacks invented skyscrapers. And you go, what? (laughs) And then you look into it. There was like a piece of glass in Egypt. Ergo, Egypt invented glass. Ergo, skyscrapers have mostly glass, so those are black. Egyptians looked like Anthony Cumia. They did not look black. They're, they're Sicilians, basically. They're northern Arabs. Secondly, uh, just because you had a piece of glass once doesn't mean you made glass. Glass was all on the island of Malta in Italy. That was all Italians. In fact, it was such a rare skill that the king or whatever, the emperor, um, wouldn't let anyone on Malta. And it was all the glass guys because he was scared someone was going to kidnap them. And then they would have the glass skill. And then that that keeps happening when you look into all the other ones. Oh, this guy invented peanut butter. You can't invent peanut butter. You just chew a peanut and you invented peanut butter. It's just mushy peanuts. What the fuck are you talking about? Invented light bulb. No, he, he, he patented one filament for a light bulb that no one actually used. And then Edison hired that guy to be one of his patent lawyers because he was good at getting patents. So there's so many lies there and we didn't start the fire. You guys started it by saying, we rule, you suck. And then we went, oh, it says here that we we rule, you suck. But I don't want to play this game. I just want to do people invented shit and that's cool. But when they get into racial identity politics, they always lose and it's a dumb game to play. And it's an un-Western game to play. Here in the West, the whole foundation of the West is we don't care what race you are. As long as you're here to party and you respect us and you want to work hard, then come on in. No other cultures like that. That's not China. That's not Japan. That's not the Middle East. That's not Russia. No one else has this. Come on in. Just give us like a little tip of the hat. Recognize that, you know, Christianity is a big part of this country. Don't shit on it. And come on in. And then they go, well, you're racist because you think you're the best. And you go, but I think I'm the best because I'm not racist. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck you. It just gets it gets super interesting. So Martin Luther King is starting to talk. Uh, it's pronounced Kang now. Martin Kang was uh, starting to talk about class wars. And they offed him. Who offed him? Jesse Jackson basically admits to bringing him there, dragging and kicking. Yeah. They off. Uh, Martin he Luther Jimmy King. Ho- he Jimmy Hoffed him, man, like the Irishman. Right, and then he, then the Mar- and then everything is now race wars with Jesse Jackson, and it's like uh, I'm told I shouldn't see color, but all I'm bombarded with is is color all the time, yeah. and it's just like, what is the goal, man? It's like like for me, it's like who do you want to be equal? Like white men, okay. Right now, white men are told uh, we're not hiring you right now. We can totally make fun of you. We can call you every name in the fucking book, and we, you know, and there's your just ideas aren't genres welcome. of your, porn your where everyone's banging welcome. your wife, right? Yeah. You know, so but what is equal? Is that what you want? Because equality to me is like we're we're good friends, right? I just called you a fat fuck for five minutes before you came into the show. Yeah, I'm making fun of you. Yeah. You make fun of me. Yeah, that talk is about equality. how you're Armenian and I'm a piece of shit yeah. and, and, and like genocide was <laughs> yeah, of course warranted, right? Yeah, so I get like, it. What is equality? Still- like, yeah. Is, am I not supposed to talk about how funny black people are? Yeah. Like, I have a joke about black zombies and how fast they are, and the only hope you had to get away from them is to get to the crosswalk because you know it's going to take forever for that zombie to cross the street, right? <laughs> That's a funny fucking joke. I can't do that joke. I can't make this funny observation. We had, we had a quote. What, what we have now, and Ibram X talks about this. He goes, the only way to even the scales is to have anti-white racism. 
because blacks started or have been here. So equality is, is not going to make up for all this downtime. So if we put blacks up here, it'll eventually even out. You know what I mean? Like say you have a millionaire and, and a homeless man. If you just give him the millionaire money uh, and they both even, he's going to blow it. So give him like an extra billion so he can blow that. And then they'll both have the same amount of money. Yeah. It makes sense. That's, Retarded. And it also implies that blacks have been fucked over in 2022. If, if you're born after 1970, go fuck yourself. Sorry. If you're if you're around in the 50s and 60s, you're a 75 year old black man. Yeah. OK, you can bitch and moan a little bit about what it was like back then. And I'll listen to you. I'll listen to life, you know, before the assassination of Martin Luther King. But uh that's not what we're hearing about. We're hearing guys like Mark Lamont Hill, who I've had on my show, bitching about how horrible it is in 2022. And that's a fucking lie. If there's any racism around today, it's black versus Asians in New York City. It's colleges that are anti-Semitic against Israelis. It's blacks who hate Jews in their neighborhood. It is white males being told they can't have a job here. But to be black in America in this day and age is cool. Sorry, everyone loves it. And if you do a modicum of work and you get an okay city college degree, they'll put you in the front window and say, look what we got. I was we, talking we about this one. yesterday that like, you know, the narrative is about, okay, uh, the prison population and stuff like that. How come nobody ever talks about the people that get out of the hood, that, that rise above and start businesses and all that? Why is the narrative always because about those the negative? Because those people are on the right. Those people are the black people that watch shows like Gavin and, and Alex and listen to Ben Shapiro. And, you know, because they're, the mindset is individualism. It's about achievement. It's about accomplishing things. Like, it's funny. Are any of you guys watching the Kanye documentary on Netflix? No. It's like four 90-minute movies that come out every week, and I've watched the first two so far. And, you know, people freaked out on him a few years ago when he said 400 years of slavery. That sounds like a choice. But if you go back and listen oh, yeah. to the stuff he was rapping about when he was 19, like that, that, that song, Self-Conscious, He's talking about how he has this obsession with what people think of him as a young black man in America. I got to spend money and I got to do all this shit and I got to do everything else. And and white people are getting paid off of all of that. And black people 20 years ago thought, oh, yeah, he's blaming it on white people. No, go back and listen to it again. He's blaming it on you. He's telling you, you have the wrong morals. You have the wrong perspective. You have you're 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 judging what is important in this country on the wrong shit. He's been criticizing the black community for 20 fucking years. And what's amazing about that is you watch Kanye come up. He was a beat maker for all the dudes at Rockefeller wrote, uh, did the beat for um, uh, H to the Izzo on the blueprint, which was the song that blew Jay-Z up from being like a drug rapper to like a mainstream TRL going from thousands to millions and eventually billions, right? right. Took him there. Then they go, all right, Kanye, we're going we're gonna to basically hit, po uh, hit pocket you, and we don't want you to sign anywhere else. And they wouldn't make his album, and they wouldn't give him a deal. And they just kept wanting to, uh, to like pimp out his beats and, and not give him an opportunity to shine. And he's a better rapper than everybody else. There's a scene where Scarface is sitting in the studio, and he's trying to get Scar Scarface to do a verse on Jesus Walks. And Scarface literally is like this, like, I'm done. Like, I will never be as good as this 19-year-old kid. My career's over. Like, if this is where hip-hop is going, away from gangster rap, into this state of consciousness rap, 
I'm fucking finished. And it wasn't black people that made Kanye what it was. It was white, white kids in America going, oh, some, I, I don't shoot people. I don't live in a street life. I don't, and I'm not a millionaire. So I can actually relate to working at the gap or people treating me like shit or, you know, so they had some relatability there to all of America. 100%. But the thing that's crazy is there's a moment there where he's like, I feel like they cut my chains and now they put me back on their plantation. Talking about how Rockefeller was like, oh yeah, we're going to make you a star. Just, just give us all your beats. Don't expect a record deal. You know, like there's a scene where uh, Beanie Siegel's in there like, oh, motherfucker's the best producer on the label. He ain't giving me a beat yet. It wears my beats. And it's just like, oh, so you guys, it reminded me of like the concept of William Ellison, which is a hilarious concept to me. The apprentice of the maker of the cotton gin, white slave owner dies, leaves his plantation to his black apprentice, William Ellison. Every slave is probably like, we're getting out. And he's like, hold right up. Hold on a second. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> oh, gosh, are you, are you 19? How the fuck do you care about Beanie Siegel, Scarface, and Kanye West? Well, that shit was what was that shit was popping when I was a kid. Kangol hat and do a fucking worm for us. <laughs> you know I can't do a worm, Gavin. Well, the big thing is that it's, it's more of a like snail. it gets into like the who your leaders and what they're doing. I mean, if you look at just how the whole system has been set up through cultural Marxism and all that stuff, and this thing, uh, uh, environmental social governance that is being shoved down our throats. It's like, why you could watch it. Like there's a billboard with a giant fat drag queen and it's a bank advertisement. And I have <laughs> no fucking clue why I would want a bank there. Right. But that's being done purposely. So you go, you get into boule shit and you're like, why Why are these people like LeBron James, who's been famous since he was 14 years old, pushing this narrative that he's never really had to go through? I can't tell you a memory from when I was 13. I can't remember any of it, okay? Yeah. So you're asking, he, he's, he's lived with his coach when he was young. He was driving a Hummer. That's why he couldn't play in his high school tournament because he had one of the old Hummers, like right out of Iraq the, Hummers, Yeah, the right? $200,000 ones. Yeah, where you had to like use your phone to talk to the other person in the passenger seat because they were so fucking far away. Yeah. And he's pushing these narrative on these people. And you look at gangster rap. What, what's dumb to the black community is that they're told that culture is their heritage, and it's fucking not. Yeah. Your heritage is much different than culture is made in a fucking think tank to get you to do dumb shit. And you watch old rapper vi videos of old rappers, like, it wasn't always like that at the club. Well, if you got in a fight with someone, you punch them. Then all of a sudden, gangster rap, and guns show up everywhere. And it eventually became about consumerism. You know, like rap in the late 90s and in the 2000s was just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, you guys are free now. But uh, you know what you guys should do is spend all your money on our shit. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a huge culture problem in that community where it's cool to be a gangster and it's cool to have a gun and all that stuff. But that comes from fatherlessness and fatherlessness comes from welfare. So the, the, I think that the prison thing is sort of the third rail with liberals because they see black men in prison and, and black activists say this. They go, that's proof of racism. And if you think they belong there, then you're a racist who thinks they're inferior and they're prone to crime. I don't think I think they're there because of racism. And if you don't, you must think the opposite. No, I think they're there because you 
incentivized the, the black family to be broken up. And now you have idle hands and a lack of discipline and a lack of fathers. And no so purpose, no, no religion or church in the household. If you don't have two parents, you probably don't have yeah. a faith. Don't assume that I'm talking about eugenics when I say uh, black people are in prison and it's not racism. They, they make that leap. And that defines pretty much the entire mentality of the left. They think that we think that blacks are in prison because they're inferior. No, we think they're in prison because you gave the mom free money to get rid of the dad. You dumbass. Back before welfare, they occurred in crime stats the same as whites. So you ruined the black man, you dumbass. And you're petrified of going near it because of your all-consuming white guilt. And I think young people are done with that now. I mean, from the assassination of Martin Luther King till Trump, whites were tripping over themselves trying to make up for pre-1970. And I think post-Trump, most sane white people have just gone all right i'm done we tried to apologize go fuck yourself even though if you look at corporate america right now they are tripping over themselves to get more equality and let's make lizzo the the picture for the Citibank ad and let's pretend that everyone ugly is gorgeous and all of that shit it's definitely huge in corporate america being woke but when you talk to your average joe on the street they just roll their eyes i think i think 90 percent of americans are done with woke and i find like most of the black people i know because in my circle like the black people i meet and encounter every day are like everyday people working regular jobs out going yeah, out to the same like places we are different yeah and and they're tired most of the those guys i talk to and women are tired of it too what it is dude is there's just what we have is opportunist yeah right stepping in yeah. and just fucking basically telling people who are aren't happy with their life oh it's not your fault everything i've ever learned in recovery was i'm where i am because of the decisions i've made and the actions i've taken but fucking pop culture tells you the exact opposite you were born into shit you're fucking you had no chance i mean like dude That's they elected I- a fucking president who created crack laws that's the bizarro yeah. world we live in. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, why does everyone else get to jump into this oppression sandwich? I mean, if you're poor and black and you have the accent and you put salt and pepper on your chicken, then yeah, I'll hear you out. But that's like 8% of the population. We get these like Peruvians who come in, who had nannies wipe their ass their whole life, have never worked a laundry machine. And they're like, yes, I am here. I was producing this special and I had to deal with all the racism that's happening. Or someone who's just made themselves fat. And they're like, this isn't my America. It's not built for me. You're like, you can't fat is just blackface. You can't put on fat face and go. It's so horrible out here. Sorry, Hispanics don't have the history of racism. And then Asians calling themselves people of color. That's or like, my favorite, people, dude. They're not. Like AOC. I'm a person of color. No, you're not. No one gives a fuck that you're sort of Puerto Rican. You fucking upstate whore. Yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite thing. And by the way, Asians, fun fact. Uh, in all of my years of driving rideshare, Asians use the N word more than anyone. Dude, Asians are the exact <laughs> opposite of black community. Uh, Ryan, Ryan gives us the thumbs up. I do, Johnny. <laughs> how come I'm the only one who doesn't have an Asian board op? Everywhere I go, there's an Asian board yeah, op. Yeah, the fighter and I the felt kid. That fighter and the kid and bad friends had the same Asian board hop. I got in trouble for that. She called me racist. Look at, you're, 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 dude, you're woke. You have a white board hop. Yeah, look Stay how woke you're. Look at me. I'm 
so you progressive. cracker motherfucker. I hire know your white men. Maybe That's if you how make, crazy Maybe I if am. you make us five beats a day for three summers, you could have a fucking deal. So you look at Asians <laughs> like, so, you know, uh, I, you know, I, Shane Gillis gets fucked by the cat. This is my favorite thing. The cast of fucking crazy rich Asians are crying about racism. Your movie's called Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Right? Which could have just been called Asians. Right. Well, no, well, dude, if you break down the, the fucking, if you break down the demographics, they have the highest standard of living. Yeah. They're the most two-parent household. Most educated. The highest educated, most doctors. That makes them the exact opposite of black people. And the tightest. They, yeah. <laughs> the they tightest drive, They got little dicks, okay? They all look like here's anime. A, here's a question, though. Here's a question. Are the little dicks byproducts of a lack of testosterone and therefore that allows their mind to be clear and then that's why they're geniuses it's like a chicken and egg drop foo young i think they're aliens bro question but that's just me i think I, a lot of the their pussies the, are, the thing about a sideways pussy is it compresses the penis so it starts out normal size and it gets shranked <laughs> you know what i think is great is Remember when I when I had my first cancellation in 2018? That they came at me for the jokes. They of course they they don't like your opinion and they go find your jokes. And one of them was just a time I was at a pool in Vegas and there was a Chinese girl at the pool reading. And I know she was reading in Chinese because she was going like this down the page. So and but she literally was like had her bikini and she just was like pussy out. And so back then I had like 50 followers or so. This is like 2009. And I was like, hey, Chinese girls at the pool, maybe close up that slanty pussy, okay? Some of us are trying to have a dip. And then what's amazing is that got reported like 2,000 times. And I got emails back from Twitter that said, we've reviewed their the post and it's not a violation of our terms of service, which means that it couldn't even be considered medical misinformation. They literally were like, we actually don't even know. That might be real. They might, they might actually be slanty. I mean, you could describe, I mean, you could really describe all pussies as slanty. Yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, it's, it's funny how you see this in New York too, with Asians, especially in, in the entire Northeast where they said, we're BIPOC, we're people of color too. Hey, black people, what's going on? And in New York, black people were like, fuck you. Yeah. And it, it's Get on the subway like, rail, bitch. Someone was trying to get blacks just to take up skiing, and someone said, hit the slopes, and they took it literally because <laughs> they were destroying every Chinese person in New York City. So now the Chinese are like, uh, you know what? I think we're white. You're 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 uh, bigoted towards us when it comes to colleges. You're they're they're putting in categories that says white or Asian get punished for their SATs, and we're getting attacked on the streets. So I think Asians have gone. Okay, we're not playing that game anymore. We're just we're getting shit on, just like white people. We're joining you. And there was a story recently where they donated eighty thousand dollars to Proud Boys because they saw Proud Boys standing up to Antifa and BLM, and they thought you guys hate communism. Me too. That's why I'm here. So we're on your side now. So all of this cannibalism of the left is forming these new alliances. I totally agree. I think more people are coming together all the fucking time. When you have the spectrum of people pushing back against this COVID narrative, you have people on the far, far, far left, like Jimmy Dore, and then you got Russell Brand. Yeah, I don't even find Jimmy on the left anymore. He just seems like a common sense dude now. Yeah, I mean, well, that's where it's getting here because yeah. you have bizarro time, and they're trying to cancel him all the time. Then you have Rogue in the middle. Then you have Tucker. Then you have Gavin. And you have the spectrum of politics 
that are all are saying the same thing. They're waking everybody up to it. And I think people are just real. I mean, like, dude, Larry Fink, BlackRock have been pushing this cultural Marxism on us all the fucking time. You have Adam Silver, who is the worst commissioner in an era of dog shit commissioners, destroying the NBA. Just fucking destroying it with this woke ass shit when you look at the audience of the nba and it's all white people do you think that your fucking people who consume your brand want to be told how bad white people are all the time yeah the phoenix suns which are from arizona they had the number one record in the nba <laughs> they didn't have one fucking player in the top five voting because i guarantee you fucking phoenix is like fuck you guys and you're yelling about blm by the way the only black people in arizona Arizona are the Phoenix Suns, by the way, just so you fucking know. Yeah. Right? They're the only ones fucking there. So you're yelling about how bad your base is. That's why they're pulling out. And what the what Adam Silver has is he's lucky that there's more mediums buying the fucking the, the be, wanting to televise the game. That's why the money's okay. Yeah. But eventually, when you have nobody watching, people are gonna be like, what the fuck? They want LeBron James out of the NBA. I guarantee you, dude, they want him gone. He's Maybe. destroying brands. Yeah, he's got that one last year with his son, right? And oh, before he graduates, said, yeah, yeah be, before he graduates high school or whatever. Look, this is who. When I was first canceled about uh, ten years ago, it was like, oh, good, we got rid of a guy who wants to murder gays and is a sexist and a racist and blah blah blah. He he ticks off all the boxes. And then since then, I've got feminists on my side. I think they're called trans exclusionary radical feminists because these feminists are being told if you don't suck this lesbian's cock, then you're transphobic. And they're like, that's just a dude with long hair. I don't want that. Or they're seeing women get their tits cut off because they're told they're men, which is what they do in Saudi Arabia. They have no gays in Saudi Arabia because they just sex change them to death. So these women are going, these lesbians are going, I don't want my tits cut off. Gavin doesn't want my tits cut off. Uh, Orthodox and Hasidic Jews are saying, oh, you're pro-Israel and these college students hate us and they're advocating for Linda Sarsour and Elhan Omar and all of these Arabs who want us dead. So I'm joining you. We've got the Chinese supporting us because we're anti-communist. We've got gays supporting us because all of these trans are getting on their turf and grabbing their signs and going, yeah, I'm oppressed too. And they're like, no, 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 no. You didn't go through AIDS or any of the real shit. You can't jump over here at the 11th hour. We're even getting Hispanics because they're Catholic, they're pro-life, they're pretty traditional, and they're seeing liberals hijack them, steal their votes and say, no, you're going to vote for Dems, even though they want to abort babies and they're atheists, they want to destroy the Catholic Church. So these these fucking radical liberals are such a nightmare to be friends with, they're gremlins, that they've ostracized everyone around them, and they're all coming over to our side. And now all of a sudden these people are getting to meet us, and they're going, oh, you're not David Duke, you're just a normal dude. You have politics that are in line with Barack Obama's and Hillary Clinton's in 2004. You don't like gay marriage. You want strong borders. You're just like a normal Archie Bunker dadder, but with a with a more socially liberal mindset. So you fucked up, dummies. And now we're going to leave you with Baltimore and New York City and Philadelphia. You can go get raped to death and we'll be fucking on the shooting range having a party. Gavin just changed beheading videos for me forever because now if like somebody's like, oh, God, did you see that new beheading video? I'd be like, yeah, but you know what's crazy is that's not even their worst punishment. That's number two. Number one is sex changed to death. <laughs> well, you know, the surgery can't be very advanced over there. No, I'm sure, you know, it's 
Yeah. I mean, we're living in crazy fucking time. So what do you think the future is, Gavin, as we come to an end? What do you think the future is? Where Do we win? Do we lose? I mean, are people waking up? Are we going to push out this kind of super-duper wokeness? Do we just, like, do we get away from federal and everyone starts focusing on local? Because that seems to be, though, as great as the internet is, it took our eye off of local politics, right? Yeah. Our local newspaper died off. We weren't finding, like, fucking, the, all the school board is totally putting glory holes in, uh, in kindergarten's bathrooms, right? Like, well, that's an all agenda. this bullshit. That's an agenda of the left to kill the concept of community. That's why yeah. identity is so important because identity is the antith like the the antithetical perspective of community. Community is based on proximity, values, uh, you know, your mutual skill sets in a neighborhood or whatever. Oh, I got to be friends with my mechanic. I need my car fixed, and he'll want to be friends with me. I'm a baker, you know. So by killing community, identity can take its place, and you can have these people that are essentially united over something that is completely decentralized. So that those groups have no real power. I, I think yeah, the community is already coming roaring back these parents are, are are angry about mandates they're angry about crt in schools telling their kids that they're they're uh racist they're angry that the the school is saying we, we can uh change your ge child's gender without you knowing so they've they've awoken that sleeping giant the local parents and i think we're going to see a massive switch in the midterms i think trump or desantis has the next presidential election there's no way Biden is getting reelected. I don't even think he wants to be reelected. He can't speak English. And uh -huh. what we're going to we're going to look back over this sort of post Trump like 2017 till 2024. We're going to look back at those uh, seven years as kids day. I used to do this thing with my kids, kids day, whatever you want. And they'd eat frosted flakes and play video games and stay up till two in the morning. And the next day they'd be sick and destroyed because they're not good at running their own lives because they're spoiled little rich kids. And that's what we've had for, for we're about to have up to the next election uh, is the spoiled rich kids running the show. And what do they do? They cannibalize each other. Crime goes through the roof. They get hurt more than anyone. All of these like oppressed groups are the first to suffer from their own legislation. You know, it's old black ladies in the hood who suffer from rampant crime more than we do in our little gated communities. We're fine. So they're learning that they, they've hoisted themselves on their own petard and we'll take the country back in the next election, even before that, starting with the midterms. And yeah, America will go more local again. And everyone will look back at this and go, that was the most insane time in America's history. And they'll also say to their dads and even their granddads, where were you when woke culture was going? And if you're one of those people that, that says, I acquiesce, I hid, I threw my friends under the bus, I didn't stand up for any of this, I didn't want to be canceled, then you're going to die lonely and ashamed with no legacy of character I couldn't to agree give more. your children. Yeah. Those, who, those of us who have stood up, we'll be able to tell our kids and our grandkids, yeah, I stood strong. I stood my ground like the Covenant Catholic school kids, and I didn't let them fuck me over. And they'll go, wow, dad, that's cool. <laughs> I agree. I, uh, I, do you have any hope for New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and L.A.? Do you have any hope for them that because no, the they're so deep into this, these progressive and it's like these big cities where everybody just think like Toronto, if you look at like 
so much of Canada's problems right now is Toronto is so woke. Like Canada's only yeah. got 20 million people. That's basically or 40 mil. That's basically Southern California, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So like LA is like and it's all million. Toronto, right? It's, it's all Toronto and they're all working in corporations in these big fucking cities where they think if they just comply and conform to the uh, to the empteenth level that they're going to get cash and prizes and they don't realize it never gets better. It only gets worse. Dude, Toronto is over the top. Like I, my brother was with this woman, Faith Goldie, and someone points out, they go, oh my God, that's a Nazi. And they point at Faith. And then this other woman doesn't know who Faith is, but she starts convulsing on the ground, screaming, there's a racist in here. There's a racist in here. <laughs> Flopping like a fish on the ground, not knowing <laughs> who the racist was. It is Looney Town. But we talk about, like, what's the future of the cities, how bad. San Francisco is done. Philadelphia is done. Baltimore is finished. It's not like we have to guess what they're going to be like when they're handed over to the lunatics. They've been handed over. So we're going to see that with New York. It's it's irrevocably lost. We're going to see that with L.A., Berkeley, uh, Portland. They're all done for. And fuck them. Good rot. I'm with you, dude. I don't see how L.A. changes. I just no. don't. There's just, I mean, nobody can be provocative anymore. What made L.A. great, and I know people don't think that, but like Sam Kenson, Dice, Joe Rogan, all these fucking savages, yeah. they're not here anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you got these bookers that, you know, Mitzi Shore was very special. You have too many fucking bookers that think it's about placating everybody. And it's like, no, dude, come here. You don't like our comedy? Come, get pissed. Get in the motion. Feel fucking life. Twist your nipples to feel fucking something from all the fucking medication you're fucking taking to numb you out. Like, where's well, the danger? I was being offended. Like, when Louis C.K. did that bit on SNL where he goes, you know, these pedophiles, they go and molest kids, and it, they're ruining the kid's life, their life. They're going to get killed in prison. So for, to take all that risk, it must feel really good. <laughs> And I was like, I'm de- I got kids. I hate pedophiles, obviously. I'm deeply offended by that joke. I'm also laughing my head off. Like, yeah. you can do both. Yeah. Yeah. And, dude, it goes back to what I'm saying as we open, as we wrap it up here. Like, the notion that the N-word is, like, this fucking... Like, I'm not saying white people should be calling black people the N-word. No, it's fucking go- gross. It's stupid. But at the end of the day, it's like... If the, the people that lose their mind over the M-word are also the same people that go to comedy clubs and anytime a black comic says the M-word, doesn't matter how it's being used, a noun, adjective, verb, they're just rolling over with laughter. What is this word? Yeah. What is it? Are you that? Is it this fucking barbaric term or is it the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life? And black comics like, why do you want to say the M word so bad? Well, because I'd like easy laughs, to be honest with you. And it's even funnier when we, and it, and it really crushes when we do it as white dudes because it's so unexpected. Yeah. Like that's, if you're brave enough to do it and, and it's like, you can't just throw it out haphazardly, but if you have a clever way to throw it in, uh, like the Bill Maher joke that he got, they tried to cancel him for perfectly timed. He's like, you know, Bill, you know, if, if this happens and this happens, you'll be right out in the fields. And he's like, I, you know, I'm a, and then he gets fucking uh, ice cube on his show, shaking his finger at him. It's like, yeah. bitch, weren't you fighting for free speech when they were trying to arrest you at your shows for singing? That's Fuck the, the police. Shit. You should be up here going, listen, Bill, I don't like the, like you said, Gavin, about the pedophile thing. I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I defend to the death your right to do it. 
There's about once a year where a white person saying the N-word is funny. Like at my gym the other day, there's two ways to block punches. You you go like this is the most common one. But Tyson invented what they call the peekaboo, where you have your, your hands in the front of you and you can you know see better. And uh, people were asking me how I block. And I was like, I don't know. Recently, I've become a real peekaboo nigga because I, <laughs> I feel like I can see better. And, and it's, it's hilarious. I it's like funny. being called the M word, especially by women I'm having sex with. It's a weird fetish. And I ask them all the time. And some are like, uh, and then others are like, just go for it, dude. They just go for it. And it's just like, it's just what is perspective? What is, how's it being used? That's it. Well, you know, Joe Rogan's not allowed to say it in any context. And as Louis C.K. points out, that only leaves you to say the N-word where you get away with being clean, and but you put the word nigger in my head by saying N-word. Yeah, I even feel sure. nervous just saying it there. It's going to be taken out of context. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to cut it up. Got my like, dick hard. Look at, his, look at his green suit. Everybody knows that's the color of the Nazis today. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Look at, Hulk, Hulk, hell yeah. Hitler. And by, Get the fuck out and of by here. The, and by the way, like, well, I, I remember my first reaction to go, now they took down 71 episodes of, of Joe Rogan's podcast uh, because that's how many said the N-word and out of 1,100. Let me tell you something. If you go back to my early days of podcasting, you'll be taking down all of the episodes. By the way, I'm two of those episodes, which yeah. means two times really? I went on the uh, uh, on Joe Rogan and then dropped the N-bomb. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. of course. So, yeah, did you just get pulled, Sam? Yeah, I got two of them. Two of them got pulled. Mine was an early... Like twenty five, you were and on then the webcam 71. days. Yeah, yeah. I was like in his like infancy side room. Yeah, I had two, but I had them pulled in allegiance with Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about. I mean, like, I think it's gonna be interesting how this works out, man. Because like, we're about to find out. Because I think we're in this anti business business phase where people do yes. the opposite thing of making money. If net, if, if Spotify pulls Rogan. This is an anti-business move. That means people like BlackRock, Vanguard, all these people were like, pull it, pull it, man. It's, he's like his whole thing about uh, social credit score, which we've been talking about here for fucking ever. Yeah. You uh, were talking about this when you were back at the old ATS studios. Yeah. yeah right? So he talks about that. That's getting, he had a guy. So he's talked about fucking COVID now. He's talked about global warming, which is their big thing now. And now he's talking social credit score. That's all of it. I actually did. thought you were going to get invited back on Joe Rogan when he had Joey Diaz on because now he's doing this thing where he's like, I got to have both sides. So I feel like if you have a pussy expert on the podcast like Joey Diaz, you got to have a flat pussier uh, <laughs> after Joey like you to come in and be like, I don't believe in any pussy dog. It's yeah, all a conspiracy. Believe, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I don't this, there's I mean, blind I, I, run sprints, the truth runs marathons, killing the meritocracy in sports will destroy sports. Do it being anti-business in a capitalist society will make you bankrupt. None of these things can last. You can't ruin comedy. You can't be anti-business business. So the only question is when this will self-correct. And it's going to start with the midterms and it'll be fully self-corrected by the time we get the next president in 2024. That's a long ways away, though. Fuck. Yeah, Dyson. Dyson's the guy. Eric but yeah, Dyson. man, I'm with you, dude. And here, and we'll wrap it up here. The businesses I feel bad for are the smaller businesses that look to these bigger businesses doing woke shit. And they're like, we got to do that, too. Like, Kaepernick. Like, this company work with Kaepernick? They lost everything by working with them because they saw all these big corporations doing it. What they don't understand is that three or four companies own all this business, and those three or four companies 
all get bailed out by the Fed. They're all getting bailed out. So they lose all this fucking money, and then the Fed just fucking fills up their bank accounts. So they can do anti-business. Then you got idiots who are lower go, oh, look what they're doing. They're working with trans, and they're working with... There's not enough trans to warrant any of this. Right. And I have trans friends. I have a friend of mine. Ta- Taylor Wade, if you saw, you'd be like, that's the hottest chick you ever seen. Yeah. Total dude. Total fucking dude, man. Yeah, and I've got and I've got a rule. Like, if, if it's good enough to trick me, then I have to suck your dick out of respect. Yeah. I, 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 bet, I bet I could tell. No, you couldn't do it. I bet I'm I could tell. Telling you, you can't. Okay. You can't. You can't. Fine. I, I've seen her. She can't. It's a dare. It's official. Yeah. But if you can't, if you can't, you gotta suck the dick out of respect. You gotta suck her dick. That's your out of respect. No, no, no. Oh well, no, you're yeah, not coming I mean, to play. You can't okay. just make up rules like that. Don't. You, these are the rules. We're not making them up. Yeah, we're not. Dude, we literally it's just made bi- up a competition. It's a bylaw. And I've added a rule to it. Right. It's a bylaw in the cock sucking handbook. Goes back to the fourth century. I just think, you know, everything works. I think it's all working out. I think we got really lazy, stuck on these channels, on television, these social media stuff, and we're starting to realize, oh, we don't need this shit. Yeah. It's toxic. It's lowering our vibrations. We got to get the fuck out. And then we got all this stuff. And, you know, we pulled Tim Fall Hat off of YouTube, and now my other brands, they're recommending them. So now you go on Rockfin, Rumble, Odyssey, all these other places, you find this fucking show, and it's growing. Yeah. Because I'm just like, go fuck it. What's the game here, man? I, you know, it's and they're just losing, dude. I mean, more people are walking, more liberals are watching Tucker Carlson than they are MSNBC. I found CNN. that amazing, isn't it? That's unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe he, they're letting him talk like he is. I mean, at the end of the day, Fox called Arizona for Biden before the numbers were in. Yeah, you know, if everyone thinks that they can catch Tucker lying, but no. though he talks in a really flippant manner, go through it with a fine-tooth comb, and yeah. you will not find a factual inaccuracy. And I think even liberals are starting to realize that they want the truth because lies are a waste of time, and they make you look dumb. Yeah, yeah. They, Tucker's been a good guy for a long time too. I mean, he's he's a he's a steady hand in in this industry of clowns mostly. They're you know they're pro they're pro lockdown anti shutdown right. They're fucking, they're up. And who does that hurt? Like Latin America. So the, one of my favorite restaurants in LA, this tragic story, man, it's this uh, 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 Salvadorian uh, fusion with Texas barbecue place in uh, LA, like just south of downtown. Uh, what is that? Huntington Park? Yeah. So. Um, it's like the warehouse area. And this dude, Ray Ramirez, Renee, but he went by Ray, had this literally the best barbecue place in uh, all of LA. And before the pandemic, was planning on opening a location. Second thing, he had got a ton of great press and his business was up. Pandemic hits. They can barely keep the place open. Guy committed suicide last week or two weeks ago. So it's just like, you know, as a a friend of mine, somebody who was like, to me, the spirit of the American dream. And I don't know anybody of my friends in LA that died of COVID, but I know at least two people that killed themselves because of the shutdowns. Yeah, I mean, dude, this people really got to understand, man. It's like this World Economic Forum has declared war and, and we're and, and everybody's getting uh, this is the beauty of it everybody's being exposed now we can't save a country that's full of retards like fucking canada i love canada we had a big show on it but it's like all these people are just like ah damn we love trudeau it's like what are you doing and then trudeau comes out and sanctions russia for being authoritarian come on man like what are we fucking doing here I mean, they just are, it's just, everything's being exposed and it's going to, it's a death rattle. 
I love well, they're not, they're not hiding it anymore. Like Klaus Schwab said, this is just the beginning. Things are going to get worse. That weird Ethiopian who runs the, the uh, world health, whatever WHO, he said, the, the things are going to get worse. And, and after COVID, when you stop being scared of that, we're going to push climate change. That's the next crisis. Things are never going to go back to what they were. This is the great, great reset. And we're not seeing this on a project very test video where it was caught on a, on a button cam. We're hearing yeah. them say, this publicly so they're not hiding it anymore and i think that's a mistake you're they're playing their their cards they're showing us what they're up to and it's, it's not good it's sigil magic dude they they two reasons they they have to tell us for karma reasons and they're fucking bragging like he's fucking bragging yeah. he's like yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah. shut all your shit down i own the canadian government what are you gonna do these fucking power bottom motherfuckers they're all power bottom they're all like he's walking around in a fucking wedding dress bikini like a fucking creeper bro on the beach fuck him gavin uh man uh do you ever do live shows bro we were just talking about it this morning yes josh and i might do some you should, we I, should my do- problem is last time i did a talk uh Two guys went to jail for four years. So there's these lunatic Antifa mobs who who attack the place and and attack people. So uh, it's it's not an easy thing to appear live. Well, let's do it. Let's do a show together, man. Me and Eddie Bravo, we do this show. We go around. If we're in the in the Northeast, we'd love to have you. If you ever want to do it, maybe do a pay per view event of a, a podcast yeah, as to. well. I'd love to have you on. I love doing stand up comedy because it's so easy. Oh, you're you just super have to funny. Be funny. You're super fast. You're super funny. Gun recognizes a gun, and uh, yeah, man. Let's. I'd love to do a gig with you, man, because you're you're a crusher. Uh, Josh, can you tell them where they can find you? Uh, yeah, just go to joshdennycomedy.com. They can get all my stuff there. The Jenkum podcast, Big Uglies that we do on Rockfin, and then of course go to censored.tv where I do a, a comedy news show called Next Week Tonight where we predict the future news season. One of that is up there. Now people can check that out. Congrats, man. Thanks, buddy. Congrats, Gavin. I know they can find you. Is there anything you want to push? No, just censor.tv getter. I'm going to be on truth and gab shortly. I'm on telegram. You know, I'm on all this sort of outcast social medias for now. All right, man. Well, great episode. Thanks for coming on my show, man. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan and uh, hope you had a good time and you know, yeah, this was great. Thanks for having me. Anytime, dude. Anytime. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry, New Orleans. I had to cancel flights. There's no flights to New Orleans that get me into time in time for the show. So I'll, I'll, we're going to postpone it. We're definitely going to do it again. I will come to New Orleans. Hopefully, they'll drop all the stupid. Is it weird? New Orleans, San Francisco, L.A., New York all have like still have mass mandates. All like where all the like outlaws used to be yeah. are all the scared places. Anyways, love you guys very much. We'll talk to you soon. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some injured dimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack